0: BLOB TALK RADIO Uh,
1: Hello? Um, Hello everyone, welcome to Winchester Radio. Uh, I believe our guest just tried to call in and then hung
2: up, so okay, if you're looking to email call back. He just okay. emailed me and gave me his number to call, so okay, uh, well, uh, so, while you're dialing, um, I will say again, hello everybody.
1: uh tonight's uh, episode is called first born um it's the eleventh episode of ninth season, written by the fantastic Robbie Thompson uh, it presented an incredible new of the supernatural myth arc with a brand new character um called Kane, played by our guest.
0: Becky. Hi, Kim, yes.
2: Welcome to Winchester Radio.
3: Yay.
2: Yay. Hi everybody. Hello. Hello. Thank you so much for coming on. Susan You're James. very
3: welcome. <laughs> Jim Beaver speaks very. Jimmy speaks very highly of you. So.
2: Oh, we love Jim oh. Beaver. He's he's such a great guest and just a good friend. We really love him, and we thank you, thank him so much for connecting, getting us together with you, and you coming on our podcast. We really, really appreciate it.
0: No, happy to do it.
2: <laughs> so, so how did uh, Susan how does the show here and tell you everything we need to know? Great. Okay. Um. It was a little bit of static. I'm so sorry. This is Susan. I think Becky passed it back to me briefly. Um, I was I was just saying as you picked
1: up the phone that we uh, are talking about firstborn, and it introduced a new character to the supernatural myth arc, Cain, played by our guest, Tim Amundsen, which is you. And you picked up the phone, and there you are. And again, welcome. And um, <laughs> and it's a it's a it's a New character to Supernatural, but it's one of the oldest characters in the world, in the history of the world, Kane. So how did you feel when you got the first and found out? Well, first of all,
3: first of all, thank you very much for having me. It's a pleasure. Um, I'm not sure how this works. It's, uh, it's, it's a new thing, right? It's no longer radio. It's not the podcast. So uh, people are listening at their computers. Is, is this correct? That's yeah, right. Um,
0: yes, that's
1: right. Um it's a it's a it's a podcast so we are live on the air at the moment but we are also mm-hmm. being recorded so somebody could listen anytime um but and not just tonight so it's, it's, it's,
3: so they they can listen to me jogging or or grocery shopping or sitting in traffic
1: um,
3: <laughs>
0: yes. Yes. It,
1: yes
3: that She's is um
1: or, or any other any, any other sort things they may want to do <laughs> yes mm-hmm.
3: Well, let's not uh, go into some of the other places they could listen to me. Um, although, uh, anyway, I won't go there. So, uh, yes, this uh, Kane. Come on, Kane. He was—he uh, was pretty kick-ass. Uh, I don't know what you, what you know about how I got the role, but um, Robbie. First of all, I, I have several friends on the show. Richard Spate and I went to college together and and remained dear friends. Uh, Kurt Fuller is an old friend of mine uh, from Psych, and I knew him a bit before that. Um, I've crashed conventions. I, uh, I have already established my love affair with the fans. They're, just from the conventions, these people are... Holy crap, they're rabid and wonderful. And I thought Psychos were, were hardcore, our, <laughs> our, our fan base. But the Supernatural ones, uh, I've got to tell you, you kids are whack. So <laughs> Robbie Thompson and I have known each other for years. He was on Jericho as a as a, as a wee little writer on Jericho that I, I did some episodes of, and then I think he was involved with Human Target, and so we've stayed in touch, and through his conspiring and Richard Spade's conspiring, uh, we've talked about trying to get me on the show. I would wanted to come do it. Um, I, I shoot Psych in Vancouver, of course, where Supernatural is, and we're off schedules. We're not, we, we overlap a little bit. And I, in eight years, I'd run into the boys once, and uh, they seemed quite charming. And I had uh, heard from various crew members of mine, who were also theirs because they overlap, uh, that they are lovely people. Um, if, you, if you ever are working on a television show and a teamster is driving you, be nice to the teamsters. Because the Teamsters, even though they have a cone of silence in the van, uh, they will tell you someone's a dick. Because I ask. That's my first question. Oh, who'd you work with? Oh, really? Are they assholes or are they nice? And every person I'd come across who had worked on that show said it was a lovely, lovely group of people head to toe and and that Jared and Jensen were just great, great guys. So I knew I wanted to do the show. And then Robbie uh sent me a text and said, Hey, we're uh we're working something and um do you have a do you have your Because Robbie and I tend to do a lot of beard work together. It's all beard work actually. <laughs> and uh and I texted him back and said, Yes indeed, the, the beard is present and flowing and beautiful and he said, Great, please hold and then it worked out that uh I got the role and he said John Badham was directing who I'd worked with a couple of times and and, and was very excited to possibly work with him again, and then I got this script, and uh, and was like, "Holy shit balls, it's on!" Oh yeah, so that was my reaction. <laughs> hmm That was my reaction. I What's could talk longer on that subject.
2: Go ahead. <laughs> if you have
3: more, yes, I, please. No, that's it. That, I mean, that's my. That was a long way to get to "Holy shitballs, balls, it's on."
0: <laughs>
1: um, what you, you know think? what, just very quickly, very, I'm so sorry, but very quickly I'm going to say since Tim is here, we are not taking call-ins. We sometimes take, uh, we usually take, um, if we're just discussing amongst ourselves, we take uh, a call-ins, anybody, uh, like if someone watching or listening has a question or a comment and we don't usually during guests, it gets a little too convoluted. So when there's someone holding and I don't want them to hold any, any longer, um and so sorry, caller, we're not going to take call-in questions. I'm sorry, and caller. To
3: to
1: call, yeah, I'm very sorry. But uh, please call back later if you want to talk about the episode.
3: And yes. caller, by the way, don't blame me. Don't blame me because I wanted to talk to you. And they specifically <laughs> said no. So do <laughs> not take... Out yeah. If yeah, you
2: have okay. A question, I'll be bad, guys. Tweet Everybody listening to us, feel free to tweet us your questions for Tim. Yes.
3: Oh, they can tweet um, questions. So can we, can tweet. Take, we can take tweeters. Uh, yeah.
2: Yes.
3: Oh, that's
1: fair. Or Facebookers, probably I,
2: Facebook. They can
3: Facebook, can
2: post,
1: right? You can post a so, question um, there, and We do man, we do man, and the social media. So yes. However, you <laughs> want to give us a question, we will find a question. Um, beyond holy Ship balls, what did you think about the twist on the traditional story of Cain?
3: It was classic Robbie Thompson. If, if you know, I, like I said, I said in an earlier uh, interview that you know Robbie and I have a very very similar sensibility on what we think is cool and what is sort of badass. And uh, I read this and I'm like, of course this this is Robbie's take. It was it was wonderful and and beautiful. Like you're taking Kane and he's becoming a sympathetic character. It was uh, a great great twist that I don't think anyone could ever think of doing. So Robbie, Robbie thought of that. So, there you go, Mister Thompson.
0: We do often tip
2: our hats to Robbie. Yeah, Robbie's an an amazing writer. He's one of our favorites. Yeah. Yeah, we're never letting him go. Mm. (laughs) Ever.
3: I wouldn't. That's not creepy at all. (laughs) No. No.
2: Here, let me just say
3: his (laughs) breath.
2: We do have a Twitter question. Um, Drea underscore V wants to know how you prepared for your role as Cain since it was a little on the dark side.
3: Uh, the bourbon helped.
2: <laughs>
3: I'm kidding. <It> was. <laughs> I was not drinking any alcohol during the performance of this show. Um, how did I prepare for Cain? Here's the thing that probably fans who just know me from Psych don't necessarily realize, and that is I have a rather dark streak um, that is actually, they may realize it, because Lasseter, I think, is a pretty dark character. He's certainly the darkest character on the show, uh, on Psych, and and that percolates up. It's handled comedically, but um, sort of the other side of the coin on this one, there wasn't a whole lot of preparation necessary I mean and that honestly I'm tooting Robbie's horn I beg your pardon uh, here but the writing was so good that it didn't take a lot it's just read the story read the script Um, he and I talked about it a a bit in terms of some archetypes that he had uh, he had thought of um, one of which was uh, was Clint Eastwood in The Unforgiven uh, another was uh, I can't remember the graphic novel it based on Wolverine but like these sort of characters that, that have been very powerful and very very dark in the past and then given it up um, and that's I, I don't know that sort of came easy to me not that I'm well not that I'm going to admit that I've killed people on, on a podcast because I haven't, and try and prove it in a court of law, sucker. But um, it, uh, it we just, just
0: was sort of... Because we are no, being recorded. No, offended. no,
3: it, 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 I, I'm, not, I'm not saying I have, because I haven't-ish. Um, I, I really, it just, it didn't come too difficult because it was in the writing, if that makes sense.
2: Mm-hmm. It does make sense,
3: yes. Yeah. And I did some push-ups before the big scenes. Not, <laughs> not, not that you can tell but that's what I that's what thats what I always heard that like you know Kristen Bale those intense actors they do a lot of push-ups so I thought I'd try that
2: now you said that um, you know you had run into the guys and you had heard that it was a great place to work had you watched Supernatural before?
3: I'm going to be absolutely honest I had not and this and the reason I feel badly about that is because I have friends on the show but most of us don't watch each other's television programs. So, but I was not going to be one of those actors who accepts a job and then shows up to set having never seen a show, which, believe me, you'd be shocked how many times that happens. So, I emailed Robbie and said, what are your top five favorites? And he gave me a list. And I I downloaded them, and and I went and I spent a lot of money on iTunes because I started downloading. And, I, I immediately, and I'm not blowing smoke, I immediately liked the show. And, and just, I, I enjoyed the humor, I enjoyed the darkness, I enjoyed the, the sort of the heightened uh, you know, fantasy level of it. And, uh, and I, I really enjoyed those two actors. Uh, you know, Jared, Jared and Jensen. Um, the pilot, like my first reaction was, holy crap, this is really scary. This is really good. I'm not, I don't normally do scary, I'm not a fan of scary, but I was like, this is scary, and this is good, and I want to know what happens next, and so the episodes he gave me sort of jumped seasons, so I would go back, and I'd sort of do research, because like, I suddenly became a fan and wanted to tie it in, and I'd email Rob and go, okay, who the hell is this guy, and where did that come from, and so he filled me in, and then I just kept, I found myself just downloading more and more episodes, and... And then I'd call Richard and I'd call Kurt Fuller and say, well, what are your favorite episodes? And, and uh, I'd watch their stuff. and I just ended up really becoming a fan of the show just before I did it. So that became even more exciting once I got to work. That's really cool.
1: I, I kind of want to put well, you on the spot,
3: yeah. and them
1: as well. Off the top of your head, if you remember, what were some of the episodes they recommended to you?
3: I can't remember what, which ones were recommended. I mean, honestly, I probably watched 40 episodes in, in I don't know how long. Um, and I, yeah, I, like I really was digging the show. And I'm, just, I'm sitting on set in between scenes watching the show because mm-hmm. I wanted to know what was going on. Um, I, I was just really, really not, not surprised, but just delighted by the level of talent that they got. In in the actress, certainly in the writing but but in the actors I, uh, I forgot to mention Jim Beaver Jim Beaver and I have known each other for I don't know 12 years um, who's he's the reason I'm talking to you now um, so it, it was great Misha Collins and I had never met I'd heard of him I you know I'd seen a bit of, of him uh, I think he's wonderful in the show they're all great they're all really great Mark Shepard and I did an episode of 24. I think, 15 years ago, and remained friends and run into each other all the time. So then to get to work with him again, and he's so freaking good on this show. It, it's just, that was it. It's just the actors are so great. I've got a question. I'm too busy fanboying. What was the question?
0: <laughs>
3: oh, which episodes? I, I can't yeah.
0: Yes. Which
1: episodes have yeah. been recommended, but, I, yeah. I, I can't remember. Uh, and I
3: can't remember the title anyway. I don't remember the title. I didn't own.
1: expect you to say, like, 40, that you would watch that many episodes. I, I was thinking, like, you know, the, the number of episodes you watched
3: have in the, in I the do. Remember, I do remember being delighted by Mystery Spot.
1: Um, <laughs> a, favorite of, a favorite of everyone. Yes. Okay, well,
3: see, so, there, there you go. There you go. The thing I also like liked so much about the show is that it, it lets itself go off the reservation from time to time. And we do that on Psych as well. We will, every now and then we will do a total genre episode or we'll just do an homage either to The Shining or to Twin Peaks. And we have the most fun with those and our, our certainly our hardcore fans, I think, really, really enjoy those. And I was so happy to see this show that obviously doesn't take itself too seriously and allows itself to do that. And, and so if you don't take yourself too seriously and you're doing that kind of great work, I'll follow you. I'll follow you anywhere. Yeah,
2: Dual spires from Psych is one of my favorite episodes. So
3: I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, you're a smart person. It's great. How could <laughs> that not be one of your favorite episodes? If you've watched television before, and you ever saw Twin Peaks, to yeah. you know, 20 years later yeah, yeah. see essentially a reunion show, but based on an entirely different. Show. It's just yeah, that was just candy to watch that happen.
1: Well, when that episode got announced that, that it was going to happen, Becky that that literally called me and was like, do you know what Psyche is going to do? And we have not is like, yeah. We yeah. kind of had a breakdown. We kind of had
0: a breakdown. I, I, as
3: as do, do the actors. Like, we get those scripts and we're like, I can't believe they're letting us get away with this. But they did. And they do. God bless them. God bless you, USA Network. <laughs>
2: Um, your scenes were primarily with Jensen and Mark. Um, did you get to spend much time with Jared and Misha?
3: I sadly did not meet Jared. And that's why I need to go back and do another episode, just so I can meet Jared. Yeah. Uh, uh, Misha uh, happened to be in town when I was there, because I think I was there the la- I, one of the last days I worked, and he was working the next day, so... Uh, I was able to meet him, and we were able to go for drinks with with uh, some of the gang. Um, so that was great. He he, boy, a nicer guy you're not going to find. He's
2: he's
3: is been on again? our podcast before, and yeah, he was he was great. Yeah, he's a great kisser, he by the way. I don't know if, I don't know if, I don't know if people tell <laughs> you that. Heard. But, well, <laughs> I heard can attach. From A lot, of people, a lot. <laughs> I can attach yes. Those drinks are strong in Canada.
0: <laughs> actually, that's
3: not true. The drinks are actually incredibly weak in Canada. But that's that's another. That's, I digressed. Uh,
2: I think probably one of the most epic scenes in your episode was the big fight scene with um, Dean and the demons, and you're just sitting there at the table watching. Um, can you can you talk to us about that and also? Batman on Bullwinkle, his name is at Winchester Gank, wants to know um, how many ears of corn did you have to shuck?
3: (laughs) How many shucks would a A woodchuck could shuck corn? I shucked, I am going to say, a good uh, 60. We had to sort of, eventually I had to shuck a little slower because we realized we were going to run out of corn. And so then I would sort of reuse some corn. Because I'm a very good actor, I could re-shuck the ones and make it look like i never shucked them before. But then we had to keep a continuity, like, well, how many did you just shuck, and did you have one in your hand that was half shucked? What is the point of shucking? Um, So there was a lot of corn shucked. Uh, That scene, I think that was maybe, I want to say the third day on set? I don't quite recall, but... um, it was easy for me. I just to sit there. First of all, the scenes were awesome. I mean, aside from the fight, which I'll get to in a second, uh, the scenes that I had with Jensen were just great. They were great, meaty, wonderful scenes where it all comes out. Um, so that was so much fun. Uh, John Batham, our director, if somebody knows action, it's John Badham. Um, mm-hmm. So, I knew he was going to shoot the hell out of it. Uh, the s- stunt coordinator, Lou, whose last name, forgive me, I don't remember, but oh, Lou, in,
0: right, uh-huh. Lou, is an
3: ab- Lou is an absolute badass. I actually remember Lou from an episode of television I did in Vancouver 20 years ago, where I took one look at this guy, and I'm like, we worked together, and we went through our entire resumes, and then I was like, strange luck, 20 years ago. I was like, yep, that was it. So he was great. So to watch him sort of choreograph choreograph it the night before because we sort of walked through the night before so camera knew it was going to happen and then that next day it was just uh, gloves came off and it was on and I just watched Jansen go through it and through it and through it and through it and it, I, I think I, I sent a tweet about it like I just sat here for nine hours watching this guy in total ethic badassery and he he was amazing Um it takes having done tiny little fight scenes, tiny ones, it, uh, it takes an incredible amount of athleticism and stamina and just focus to, to do something like that. Um, it, it was really, really, really impressive. Because it's not a feature film schedule like where they would have, you know, a week and a half to shoot that scene. We had to do it in a day. And it was so layered. And he... And that, and that 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 entire st- stunt crew, those stunt performers were just wonderful. It was really amazing to see.
2: It, yeah, and, I and can and imagine. just not to get with me. I can imagine mm. sitting there watching it because yeah, it was definitely epic.
3: Epic is the word, yes.
2: And I believe I believe
1: I forget who on Twitter did say that. Jen said that the entire fight scene, no stunt double, was all him. Um.
3: I do not think his stunt double, I'm trying to think i can't uh, I, I, he, they had a, they had a stunt double there. I don't remember him doing one move.
2: I saw actually jensen's stunt double was one of the demons he was fighting. The one in the red plaid was jensen's stunt double.
3: Oh, oh right, like, and, and that gentleman, when he burst through that through those French doors, he got jacked because he hit the doors uh, slightly off and hit a very hard piece of wood and uh, went down hard and uh, picked some glass out of his face in his hand and got up and they reset the doors and he did it again. Like, oh that's just going to show these guys. are. Yeah, it was, it, uh, it was, you know. Those guys are the badasses, I just pretend.
2: <laughs> well, it does take a lot... Acting wise,
1: I believe when there's a lot going on around the, in the floor, and you're in the back, you're still you're still in your in your zone. So it was very well done on your part because the eye does draw back to you as well. So, cool. oh, thank
3: you. I appreciate it. that. It. it also helped. They had me centered in the frame a lot, so that was nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I,
2: I was wondering the bees. Uh, when you were working with the bees, were there actually real bees there at any time?
3: There were no real bees. Uh, Actually, no, let's take it back. There were real bees. There were real bees in that uh, habitat in the living room. There were bees there. No bees were harmed during the making of this episode of television. Uh, But no, outside... Outside were all
1: digital bees
3: they would they were digital bees, look, these are expensive, you know they can't be paying all those bees <laughs> <laughs> be
0: be the be Just
2: yeah. <laughs> um i I was wondering kane and Carlton Lasseter are both supremely bad asses um is there anything else that you can think of that Kane and Lassiter would have in common
3: well Killing people. Um, of course, of course. They, they, uh, of course, they do that on the uh, opposite side of, of uh, right or wrong. Um, what would they have in common? Love of a woman. We all know that uh, Lassiter has certainly be ch- been changed by his love for Marlowe. Yes. And uh, if you watched the episode last week, you know... She has provided him with a life change. I'm not going to spoil it for anybody. Yes. It. Uh, um, that was wonderful, news, wonderful
1: I'm two, news. I'm two episodes behind.
3: Okay, so, <laughs> so, yeah, so yes, um, so, so the love of a woman, how how that love can change a uh, a solitary lone figure mm-hmm. into uh, something uh, less of a monster, and we know they both like corn.
2: I wonder if Cain has a hatred of squirrels, kind of like Lassiter
3: does. Oh, well, first of all, that man could probably catch a squirrel, skin it, and have it in a stew in ten minutes. <laughs> He's a mountain man. He knows how to live off a squirrel.
2: That's right. That's right. Um, you mentioned the love of the woman. The actress who played Colette, she was just
4: great. She was great. Um, wonderful. Were,
2: were there any special effects added to that
3: scene where Abaddon is, you know, twisting and breaking her body because that just looks so good. No, that was that was all her... Gee, I don't have her name in front of me. I, I'm so sorry. I, I I should know her name because she was so wonderful. You can look it up and add her name too at some point in this podcast. She That was all her. That was all her... Just the only thing they added was the cracking sounds. And she's the reason that scene was able to to... You know, the look on my face while that was happening was because of the performance she was giving, you know, even off camera, was just wonderful. And how she was able to contort like that. My wife asked the same thing. She's so like, how would she do that with her neck? I'm like, I don't know. She's that I good. I thought
1: for sure that was digitally enhanced because...
3: No, no,
1: that was no. In, yeah, yeah, that was impressive. Plus the juxtaposition between her contorting and her delivery of her line.
3: Yeah, and, and, and she really, I mean, she just, with, you know, because it's all the, his whole path is based on his relationship with this woman, and you sort of meet each other for a couple hours, and uh, and you're like, all right, I got to build all this, and uh, you know, got to build this relationship on my mind, and she was just so good, and and so so sweet, and and kind, and open, and so it just it made the whole thing work so well. That relationship worked so well that he would believe that he would you know, give up this life for, for her, and then to see her contort like that was just, and then be creepy as hell, and then she was speaking as Abaddon, and you're like, oh, she's a great actress.
2: Uh, her, that was Anna Galvin. I looked her up. Anna
3: Galvin, that's it.
2: And she's actually been in a Supernatural episode before. She was in No Rest for the Wicked. She, um, I don't know if you, if that was the episode where Dean was uh, killed by the hellhounds and sent to hell. I don't know if you saw that one or not, No, ben. I did not see that one. Okay, she um for those listening, she was the mother of the little girl who was Lilith in that episode, so Oh yeah. And all across the yeah. internet
3: people are going, Oh yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> you um you had some wonderful period clothing in the episode. What was you know, in the Civil War scenes, and then in your modern-day clothes were kind of, you know, period looking, and then the scene with Colette's grave was just beautifully... It all felt like an old, maybe, biblical Western.
3: Yeah, I mean, again, that's... that's Well, that's John Adam shooting it, and that's that crack production team uh, up there who, you know, they, those guys are all so good at their jobs. That the wardrobe department was, was... I mean, they're great... Um, Again, I can't remember the names of the designer. I don't remember I barely remember my own name. But that leather coat, God I want to steal that. They built that for me. Like they I it was just they tried it with burlap first and they they constructed that coat for me. And so that was I keep pitching Robbie, I have to come back and we have to see him in flashbacks just so I can wear that coat again.
2: We support that
1: endeavor. Yeah. Excellent. Yes. I'm yeah. Behind because
0: that call
3: like- was magnificent. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and it's not for me. I'm not doing this for my own ego. I'm saying I think people deserve to see the code again. <laughs> <laughs>
0: exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, it would it would seem it's open for Kane to return because he tells Dean, "I'm I will call you and I will call."
3: So. Yeah, I was happy to see that line in there.
1: Sounded good to me. Wait. I was like, "Oh yay!" Yeah, I mean Dean will be back.
3: We can only um, hope.
1: This is definitely a show where every everybody always wants to come back. We have yet to ever have somebody go, No, I'm good. My story's closed. I'm fine. <laughs> you know, and, and it, yeah, I'm again,
3: that that is because you're you know, you're number one and number two on the call sheet. Um, and the atmosphere on that set. It's just I mean, those guys and gals, pardon me, the that crew, those guys they worked so hard and so long and and look, I ditch Vancouver, you know, in the fall, and they're just starting up, and I know what's coming for them. What's coming is darkness and rain and cold. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I, think, I seriously think of, this, of the Supernatural crew as every year as I'm driving south into the sunshine, going, oh, man, these, because some of them are my friends, going, I can't believe what they have to uh, start up with. So it could be a miserable place, and they work very long hours, and they work in some really intense storylines, and yet there's there's a lightness, certainly to Jensen. I don't, I didn't meet Jared, but uh, I was really pleasantly not surprised, but I was just really happy to to like meet him right away. Like he he's just gracious and inviting and welcoming, and it's amazing. You know, when you are working as a guest star on a TV show, it's the hardest... It is the hardest job in television, I think, as an actor because you have to show up to set and you have to work with these people who've, you know, known each other sometimes for years, in their case, nine years, in our case, on psych, eight years, and you've got to... It's got to be seamless and you've got to feel comfortable and, and the more that the regulars can do to make an actor feel comfortable the better um, we, that's something we do on our set on psych we're, we're all pretty proud of the fact that we're known as a place you want to come and work and have fun because you're going to have fun and it's going to be a great time um, and it's as simple as saying hello to the person in the makeup trailer it's just sort of common courtesies which are often lost in a busy television schedule when you have exhausted actors um, and there was none of that on, on, on that set on, on Supernatural. Jensen was just lovely from the get-go. It really helped that I had Mark Shepard with me who played ambassador and, you know, really made sure to introduce me. And he was just lovely to me. And, uh, and that comes from, I mean, I'm sure he would do that anyway, but, but that comes from just having a history with people, which is one of the nice things about mm-hmm. working in this business. Yeah.
1: Most of our guests that have been just in for a couple episodes say the same thing, that it, it can be very difficult to come in as a guest, and Supernatural is always open arms,
3: comfortable. Oh. I mean, if, honestly, if you're smart and you're running a TV show or you're the lead of a TV show, it just behooves you to to try and, in, you know, ingratiate the guest cast because it's just going to make the show better. They're going to they're be more comfortable. Everyone's going to have more fun, but... Believe me, I've worked in some television situations where that was not the case, and it's no fun.
1: You just became my favorite person for using the word behoove. Behoove is my second favorite word in the entire oh, language. You What's
4: your first so, favorite?
1: Oscillate.
3: Oscillate. I, mm.
1: I just really like the word oscillate.
3: It's a very satisfying but word mm-hmm. to say,
1: isn't it? Though so behoove is second, so behoove. Yes.
3: Um. Reminds me of a story, uh, the word behoove. Reminds me of the word kahoot, which I've never heard that Another word used food. as beautifully as when Ian McShane said the word to me on Deadwood. When he looked at me as Al is his totally evil character, talk about badass. Um, and he said, you've, got me, you've mistaken me for... Once again, Brom, I don't collude and I don't coot, and it was yeah. just you. It was just dripping with beauty. The way he said "Coot." it's one of my favorite readings of a line ever. So there you have that story. That was a bon- You know what? Consider that a bonus story. If you ever do a Deadwood podcast, you can just lift this up and use it on that.
0: We'll
1: just slice it out and, and, and insert it. Yeah.
0: Mm. But-
2: We'll have to do one with you and with Jim sometime, maybe. Yes. <laughs> so. um, at Coraline L6292 wants to know, what is your perspective on the decision to take on the mark of Cain and how that will affect Dean? Mm,
3: and what was the second half of it? And what? How
2: um, How will the decision to take on the mark of Cain affect Dean? What is your perspective on that? Oh,
3: well, I don't know because I haven't read any of the scripts, um, but uh, I think it's great for his character. I mean, for just purely as an actor in season nine of a, of a TV show, to get something like that that so changes the game and and intensifies that you know one aspect of of his character. Granted, it's an aspect that he's been you know running towards. This really sort of sealed the deal for him, um, but you'll have to ask him what what he thinks. And uh, and I just know having that mark, I would assume, because I don't know, will just multiply the badass level by ten. He's got the bloody mark of Cain. That's right. That's right.
2: Yeah. It, it is definitely a scary moment because all of this supernatural and the fans were like oh no that's not going to be good for dean and
3: yeah well i don't think is it is going to be good know. but you know those winchester boys they, you can't talk reason to them
2: it's true no, they just don't They're they just southern. won't listen they don't listen they just won't listen
1: in fact Kath called them pigheaded in this episode <laughs> yes it's
3: true
1: so you, while this is your first episode and you just have dipped your toe into the to watching the show, you are not a stranger to the fandom as we talked about earlier, and you have crashed a convention. What, did, what was your first thought? Or actually, no, I take that back. How were you prepared for crashing that convention? Because I'm sure there was prep work involved.
3: Um,
4: I
0: have,
3: I actually have a, a fair amount of experience. In the convention world, having done several Xena conventions over the years, so it's uh it's an environment i'm I'm actually pretty comfortable in uh, Richard Spate and i i' not that we hadn't had done karaoke before together, but he had a band in college that I played and sang with every now and then, so that was pretty familiar um, the level I think what surprised me was the level of enthusiasm from the fans, like even two years ago, which just sort of the which meant that there were psych fans that at that crossover I was like, holy cow, there's a lot of people who watch and love both shows and i was like oh this is this is very cool and then and we can sort of it makes total sense that I would eventually be on supernatural because it's it's a similar Similar fan base it's a lot of the same same people um mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say which fan base is more attractive i don't wanna I don't <laughs> want offend anyone, so <laughs> I'm not gonna play favorites, but the thing that I think surprised me the most was the decibel level when they announced my name and I came out that was that was really really lovely. Yeah.
2: We are, uh, I
0: absolutely- a ramious bunch. <laughs>
3: As you should be.
2: Yeah, we were there. Yeah, we, we were there. We had, but we missed the karaoke party, and when we heard, found out you were there, oh, we were just heartbroken. We
1: were so angry. <laughs> which
3: which one was it?
1: Which that one? was the one you went to. That was in Burbank in 2012, and we ended up oh. like not. Yeah, we ended up not going to karaoke for. I don't even remember what reason we ended up not going that time. Don't worry, that wasn't any we good were, that night. No. I I, I we really were, I was I was oh, totally
3: off key every song.
1: Well, I appreciate um, you saying so. Because later on when the tweet started coming in that we thought you were there, we were kicking
3: ourselves. <laughs> that's, that's very kind of you to say. Thank you.
2: You Since, you know, we mentioned that you, you know, the karaoke parties and everything, so you've kind of been to the convention, to, you know, in that perspective, but now you're an official member of the Supernatural family. Um,
0: woo
2: Yay <laughs> um, Yay! Would you, you know... How, would you like to start coming to the Supernatural Conventions? Because we would love to have you there
0: for panel. Oh, absolutely.
3: I mean, if... if Here's the great thing about the conventions. Here's here's the, the secret that... Maybe it's not a secret, but it can be a hell of a lot of fun. I mean, they are a lot of work. Richard Spate, in particular, works his tail off to make sure the fans have a good time. Um, but if you're not working at the level he is, they're actually very enjoyable um, for the most part. The, I, I know it from experience in Xena conventions, I made great, great friends on that circuit. There were, there were plenty of actors that I, I call friends from the show that I never worked with, never saw on set, but I would know them from doing conventions and just getting to know each other that way. Um, so that, I, I would absolutely love to to, to do more of those just because I already know half the actors on your show and I've had a cocktail with more than one of them and they, it's, it's a great group of people they're a really fun group of men and women so hell yes
2: <laughs> we will have to start tweeting and sending emails to Creation Entertainment let them know we want you at the conventions. please do yes. that would be great um, now, Robbie Thompson, I believe it was Robbie who, you know, like I said, wrote an amazing script. Um, he mentioned, I think on Twitter, that you ad-libbed the line, doing great, during Dean's fight scene.
3: That was, did I ad-lib that? That, uh, that sounds like something I would do.
2: <laughs> Were there any <laughs> other ad-libs during your, any of your scenes?
3: Um no, I, I honestly I didn't remember I'd ad-lib that one. Uh, no, I don't think there were. If and certainly, be you know, talk to me after I've done a more other episode, and I will make up half the script. But that's not true. I'm just kidding. But uh, no, I it 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 would sort of not be my place to uh, ad-lib much. Um, and uh, with a script like that, you don't really need to. But that was. I think that seems like a, a moment that just. Worked well for that particular quip.
2: It was. It was a great moment. Now, um, also, Psych, you know, is known for their psych outs. You know, at the end of the episode. yes, the really, hilarious outtakes. Um, did you have any gag reel worthy mo- moments during your Supernatural time? Um, it was pretty.
3: It was pretty intense. I mean, we laughed a lot. Um, <clears throat> sort of in between takes and after takes, but nothing really, nothing that I remember that uh, that happened sort of during that broke that was sort of gag real worthy. Although I mean I could be wrong, but I don't think so. And again, it, it was a pretty intense character, and, and uh, but we did manage to have a lot of fun in between takes, and that's one. Of, that's the other thing I liked so much about about Jensen. Like, he's got a great sense of humor and, and we just, we had a lot of fun together.
2: Um, at it Danny G um, mentioned the picture you posted after the episode um, aired of you with James Roday and he wants right. to know if James uh, watched the episode with you.
3: Right. Uh, no, we were uh, drinking in a bar. But uh, he to be honestly, honest. Um, it was supposed to be the dinner, and then it just went late. Um, but I did actually text him today, because he was cranky that I did not tell him it was going to be on. Uh, and he, I think it was on again tonight. At least it is in L.A., I do believe. Um, and so he said he would uh, set his his uh, television recording device. If only to see the beard. <laughs>
1: The beard is very impressive. Not many, not many men can do that.
3: Well, <laughs> yes. that's, I, I, I've got some attention for my beard in the past. Never to the level that it is at now. <laughs> well, well it, everybody is usually have a film super wiki yeah.
0: page. Exactly. What's on?
3: Hmm? Is there a question yeah. I missed?
1: So, um, I was going to say, this is an episode. Usually on Supernatural, everyone seems to be fairly clean cut, and this is an episode, except for Mark. Mark always has his scruff. This is an episode where everybody had a degree of facial hair, and you still just came in and took that over. And I went, no. <laughs> new, guy. new guy
0: with more facial hair than
1: all of you.
3: Well, well, that's, you know, that's nice of him to say.
2: I lo- I love the picture you tweeted today of you with your new beard, and it was a bear.
0: Yeah, it, it
3: was it was a triple bear. Someone um, my that was on my wife's Facebook page and uh I was like I said I have to steal that. She actually just posted uh a picture of Grizzly Adams to her friends and said, Is this what Timmy's gonna look like next it it's still it's 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 gotten even more prolific than um that episode.
2: Ms. Flea wants to know, um, Ms. Flea on Twitter wants to know, how do you feel that you have spawned a new fandom, Cane Girls? Girls. She says that she is a Dean girl who is Cane Curious.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I did actually, I saw her tweet and that tweet made me laugh out loud, so thank you for that. (laughs) Um, I have not heard of Cane Girls though, so this is new information to me. (laughs) I, i I, I can't even imagine. I, I imagine, I guess this is what Thomas Edison felt like when the light bulb first went on for him. I don't know. How, how do you even fathom something that big that you spawned a new fandom? I'm, I'm <laughs> flabbergasted. You know am
1: that, that somebody had tweeted to Robbie and I don't remember who, sorry, uh, if they're listening, I don't remember who you were, um, that did they realize that Dean and Kane together made Dean Kane... And Robbie was like, mm, I'm so, he was like, I'm so disappointed in myself for not realizing that I'm burning everything oh,
3: that, I owed. That's good. I didn't see that one, but that is good. Yeah.
0: So, that was like, of course, of course. Dean Kane. <laughs>
3: I don't know why they didn't get Dean Kane to play the role of Kane. That would have been...
0: Well,
1: maybe he... I mean, gonna, I'm glad they didn't. I don't know how good of a beard yeah.
3: he can grow. I, don't, I don't know. That's true. Right, and he no. didn't have an out with Robbie, so...
2: <laughs> no, he's uh, too bad. He's out of luck. <laughs> he, he he was, was Yeah, he was a pretty good superman, but I don't think he would have made as good a cane at all, so well,
3: that's and, nice of you to say.
2: Uh Winchester Gank uh wants to know uh, what would Sam and Dean like about Sean and Gus and what would Sean and Gus like about Sam and Dean?
3: Well, Flat out, Sean and Gus would love uh, the gadgets that they have. The the sort of the the weapons, the tools. Gus would just freak over <laughs> all the accoutrement that's in the trunk. Um, uh, Gus would probably get excited by the Impala. James, I mean, uh, Sean, not so much. Um, what would the Winchester boys like about them? Uh, That's a toughie. Like, I'm trying to think if they were in a bar. I can't imagine I guess Gus's encyclopedic knowledge of whatever it needs to have knowledge of at that particular week. So, he may be able to, like, put out some things stuff. You know, we did a werewolf, a werewolf episode. They, uh, Mm-hmm. They might have appreciated that knowledge. We did vampire episode. They might have, you know, there could have been some information shared there. Um, I think uh, I don't know. Other than that, I can't. I can't think of much.
1: I love the idea that if someone out there is listening and has not watched Psych, but they're going vampire, werewolf. What is that yeah. show about? Again. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you know, television program?
1: those were completely valid episodes they're very good
2: yeah. at Davi Christina wants to know what was it like going from the happy show of Psych to the blood and gore of Supernatural
3: it's everything I love about being an actor 100% <laughs> I, I, the second I wrap Psych I start to grow a beard I honest, actually, no, it's more than a second. I start at the last day of the episode. I start to grow the beard. Um, and then I grow this sucker, and I do this every year. Uh, Google hiatus beard, and you'll, you'll get to know what's going on with this. Um, so I grow the hiatus beard in hopes that a character will come along that the beard is appropriate for. For example, Kane. Those guys tend to be... You know the characters of the beards tend to be a little more rough and tumble. They tend to be a little more, you know, rugged, a little more badass, a little darker. Um, so I kind of I run towards that, uh, and this was just a wonderful fulfillment of a plan coming together.
2: I'm really glad it worked out because yeah, I mean I can't I can't imagine anyone else who would have been more perfect for the role. My my husband who is a big he's he's more of a watching car shows kind of guy, you know, not really mm. watching actual shows. And he watched the episode with me today and when I told him I was coming to do the podcast to talk with you, he told me to let you know that he thought you were great. He loves you on psych and he thought you were just great on supernatural. So
3: I have to tell, tell my you.
2: husband that I passed that message on to you.
3: Tell him he's a wise man and I appreciate it. <laughs> I will <laughs> let
2: him know. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. Uh, Ms. Underscore Melly wants to know how surprised/slash thrilled are you to see how quickly the fans have embraced Kane? What was you know, Kane was trending on Twitter that night, and all the fan art that's already been made. And
3: somebody told me that that it was twin trending that, uh, and it just it blew my mind. I am flabbergasted and gobsmacked and humbled by. How people have embraced uh, this character, and and I, I, it was really shocking. I mean, I knew, I knew people like the episode just because it's fucking uh, sorry. It's a, it's a great episode. Um, I'm trying not to swear in case my daughter listens to this someday. Um, just it's you're it's not the it's first. Great, so, okay, good. So I knew people would <laughs> okay. dig it, but I didn't realize I didn't know it would come off this well, and I didn't know that this character would respond, or the people would respond the way they did. So, And the Twitter, I mean, I, it, my Twitter broke the night it aired. Um, and I really, like, I really try and look at every tweet that's sent to me, just because I think if someone's taken the time to do it, I should at least look. I may not respond, but I want to at least read it. Um, and I was constantly trying to, you know, my feed was catching up and catching up and loading, and then I lost, like, I don't know, four hours at one point where it just it wouldn't load them, and I tried to look at them the next day, and they were just sort of gone, and I couldn't go back to them. So there, there's a whole uh, swath that I didn't get to look at, and I and I feel badly about. But it's uh it's really, um, it's really just gratifying, and I'm I'm very grateful for it, and I I am very appreciative of it.
2: Uh, Let's see, at Bardic Voice uh, wants to know, what was the script description or direction for Kane, and how much of what we saw was on the page, and how much of it was your choice?
0: Mm,
3: I don't remember what it was on the page. I just remember conversations with Robbie and, you know, just the word badass being used a lot. Um. And we have sort of a shorthand of what that means to both of us, uh, so I knew what he was talking about. Um, those description. I'm not quite sure. It, it, the words are certainly all on the page. Um, how What I do with it, that's where it comes down, obviously, to the act and the interpretation. Um, I The one thing I can think of that I did differently than maybe written description was at the graveside, it uh, it had me sort of leaning on <clears throat> leaning on the grave and sort of gripping the grave, and I can't remember why we didn't do that. I think the camera angle didn't work or something, um, and so I sort of wanted to kneel, just because I just felt that was appropriate. And then I did one thing which uh, I was proud that that was in the copy when at the very end I I, when I sort of leaned over and kissed her grave and sort of kissed her goodbye. I was very, I was like, I can't, I don't know if they're going to keep this. Might be a little dramatic, but, um, it felt right in the moment. And, uh, and nicely they kept it. So,
1: that's, that was the one,
3: I remember, I think the beer in the scene, um, John and I were on the same page, Mr. Badham and I were on the same page about that, where I had thought about maybe drinking a beer, and he said, what if you drink a beer? And I was like, thank God, great minds think alike, um, And, uh, but otherwise, like Robbie really created that world and I didn't need to add too much or, or certainly whatever I added was a direct descendant of what he had sort of come up with. And I maybe put a few more colors in it.
2: So kneeling at the grave and the kissing the grave goodbye, that was, one of my favorite scenes. I just it was a really
3: emotional moment. Mm hmm. Yeah. That was that was that was uh that was that was really not fun to shoot, but that was uh, certainly a doozy to shoot and because uh, it was the it's the thing I always love about characters, about T V shows, or movies, or whatever, is when the audience gets to see something that nobody else in the show gets to see. So those private moments; those are, to me, always the most fun to play. It's certainly, always the most revealing, and um, and I love getting to play those. And so this was just a doozy of one, you know. The, and it, it was just it, lovely. It was just sort of it just explains the whole character, I think.
2: Yeah, yeah, I I, I agree with that. I yeah. Um At Anderson underscore Martinez zero one wants to know if you had the chance to become another character from Supernatural, who would you choose and why?
3: Crowley, just it'd Crowley. be fun to do. It'd try. It'd be fun to try and do Mark's accent. <laughs> uh, but, you, you know, but how could Mark is? Like I said, I've known Mark a long time. I've seen him do a lot of different things. He is such a great actor. Just period. He's such a great actor, and. To see what he's done with this role and where he's taking it and the joy he has with it, I, I just think he's—he's—you can't not watch him. It's just one of those. He's just such a a, a magnetic actor that that. Well, actually, so I'm not going to say Crowley because then it would everyone would compare me to Mark and I would fail in comparison. So I love to think of somebody else.
0: I, I can I-
1: Five seven four's question was: um, Do you would you be? Uh, do you think Kane would be Team Crowley or Team Abaddon? But you pretty much just answered that.
3: Oh well, certainly not going to be Team Abaddon. He wants to kill a bitch. <laughs>
0: True.
3: That's that's, that's yeah. all he wants for him for you know his being.
2: He killed he his wife.
3: Yeah, Abaddon. But I just say, See, Abaddon is.
1: Back to me, so they may—they had a thing, you know. There, there were feelings.
3: Well, those feelings were a long time ago. That was before he met the girls. True. I will say this: Abaddon is much more attractive than Crowley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: she does have very pretty hair. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, at Lorraine wants to know, um, did you get to see, um, Baby, which is the 67 Impala? That's one of everybody's favorite characters on the show is the car.
3: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've actually, uh, seen that car before. Um, the gentleman who owns that car, um, I'm sorry, God, I think it's Johnny. Johnny or Jimmy. I'm so sorry. We've been for the years on psych and I'm blanking on the name. um, he and I have talked about that car in the past. And then he also has a super bitch, and I think it's a 69 Chevelle. So we, we've talked uh, Chevy quite a lot. Um, and it would it, it would show up on set uh, for scenes I was not in. Well, back yeah, I come into the scene when they drove up, and you can hear it a mile away. It's, it's a beautiful piece of machinery.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. At RDO Spina wants to know, what is your favorite facial hair, Brom Garrett's epic mustache or Kane's majestic beard?
3: Oh, it's a tough one. That's a tough one because cause Brom had a great mustache. Um, that mustache, though, only really works on set in, in, in period costume. Because you walking around town with a wax mustache it edges for me personally a little, it tips into a hipster bill a little too much. Um, but if I'm going to grow a mustache, that's the to grow. Uh, it's, it's, it's what I got going right now, I think. Although the, the close behind, you know, I really think more so than, than the cane, we'll call this the cane from now on, um, is, uh, is the Constantino. Which was the beard I had on Jericho.
0: Yeah, I can't believe
3: we are actually talking about my beard, but since you asked, um, again, Robbie and the guys who who were on on Jericho, uh, um, Steve Skaya and John Steinberg and Matt Fetterman, all pals of mine. We are all of the same school of facial hair. It just makes you more of a badass, and and uh, so when they approached me about my character on Jericho, they said, grow a beard, and I, of course, already had one, and I uh, started thinking around and messing around with it, and This I'm, I, just, I like this sort of stuff as an actor. I like makeup, and I like all the pieces and making myself look different, and I was like, okay, what am I going to do for this beard? And I called him and I said, okay, I've got an idea um, for the beard because it's pretty Grizzly Adams right now, and I don't think that's quite right, right for the show. I said, but what about this? And I sent him a picture of De Niro and the Deer Hunter. And I got an email back from Steve Sky saying, okay, seven guys have just sat in a room and discussed your facial hair for 20 minutes. <laughs> Go with the De Niro. It's super badass. It shows he's a badass, but yet he keeps his shit tight. And uh, and that is a... I've actually been growing that beard since, since I could first grow a beard. There's just something... Super cool to sort of go to you with the weird. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, just Google the Constantino, and you'll, you'll get an idea. It's essentially a version of De Niro and the Deer Hunter. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, I probably don't want to be talking to you. But I'll give you one chance. Go watch Deer Hunter. Unless you're a child, then don't, because it'll mess you up.
1: I was going to say, I can't imagine there's anyone who's an adult that hasn't seen Deer Hunter. But maybe, who knows.
3: Let's Some hope not. Let's hope not. It's not an easy movie to watch, but uh, certainly no, something you but should. it is one of those
1: things you kind of have to watch just because you have to get
3: through You it. have to watch it, yeah. 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 So that's the story of my beard. So thank you for asking. I will always talk about my beard. You ever want to get me started talking? Ask me a question about a beard.
2: No, uh, it's... it's uh, uh, Nine o'clock here. You've been on with us an hour. I don't know. We are. You're more. We would love for you to stay and talk. But in case you know, you have something else you need to do. You know, kind of you. I, to, you
3: I've, I've I've actually got about another fifteen minutes for you.
2: Oh, wonderful. Okay. Oh, wonderful. And
3: then Thank I have you. to go work at my daughter's dance at her school. Oh. So.
2: Yeah. Um, let's see here at Sarah Buckley three sixteen. Um, She wants
3: to know, what was your favorite scene that you filmed on Supernatural? My favorite scene? Um, That's a tough one. Because they were all really good and really enjoyable to shoot. Um, I really like the flashback stuff uh, in the cabin, both killing the demons and then... The scene with my beautiful wife. Um, I, I, I can't really say I liked them all. It sounds silly, but they were all great.
2: I, I would have to say probably mine was the one at the grave. I just that was just really heartbreaking.
3: Yeah, that was that was that was that was really fun to act. I mean, it was yeah, that was great, and yeah. Uh, even just uh, yeah, the walking in and serving the tea just loved love it's just to have this man sitting here with his legs crossed having a cup of tea and you don't know if he's gonna,
0: gonna
3: you don't know if I'm he's gonna, gonna
0: have to go with,
3: do these I'm guys gonna have to go with,
0: Yeah. I'm gonna have to go with the
1: uh, Abaddon Colette scene though because yeah, the way yeah. the way you, the way the shift like for her acting and your shift from the anger and stabbing her as Abaddon and shifting into you know, the remorse of her being Colette and the lighting and the wardrobe and all of that.
3: Well, and I do also have to say a scene like that is definitely the product of great direction and great editing. You know, I don't know who edited this episode, but your editor makes or breaks your performance. And so much credit is to be given to that, uh, gentleman or lady whoever that editor was. Um, because they really took some great stuff. And, and John protected me in that scene a lot um, and uh, making sure I wasn't chewing the scenery too much and, and pulling me in and really, really massaging the performance. So he, a lot of credit goes to him as well. And obviously, my co-star. Um, Grace
2: on Twitter wants to know, what was the hardest part?
3: About playing games, um, eating ribs <laughs> at lunch. <laughs> I'm, I'm not kidding because the beard was so <laughs> full. You just any time I ate, it just would get gross. And nobody, I mean, the beard's cool, but nobody wants to be around that. Let's be honest. <laughs> um, so that was difficult. Uh, the other most difficult thing, um not going too over the top, like just really letting the words do their job and just sort of, because uh, this is a character that definitely could be been mustache twirling and that's always my first instinct because that feels very good and it's very satisfying to really just act the shit out of it and twirl your mustache. And so to not, to not sort of do that and, and sit back a little bit was uh, an ever-present thing in my mind.
2: Uh, let's see. Ms. Melanie Dean wants to know, how much time did you have to prepare for this role once you read the script? Mm,
3: maybe a week? Maybe? Um, it, you don't normally get much time in television because very often the scripts aren't ready until... And I just often don't get them until a few days before. Uh, I think, I think for, maybe I could have had more time than that, but I think probably about a week.
1: But you're fairly um, used to the pace because of psych, so.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: You mentioned you watched uh, several of the Supernatural episodes um, to prepare for it. Did you also maybe do some research into the Cain and Abel story?
3: I did a little bit, um, I did uh, a bit. I didn't... I kind of, it it didn't, wasn't really that necessary because our cane is very different than the biblical version. So it's sort of... A, it's a different point of view. So it, that was... That, the biblical version, the historical version, is telling a different tale than what we were. So I'm more focused on who this guy was, you know, the choices he would make and why he made those choices. And, and you know, the, I love the speech where Cain reveals what really happened between he and his brother and Lucifer. That was just, I just thought, beautifully written and so fun to get to, to play. Um, And it's just satisfying. It's just really... You know, lines like that, scene like that, is just a great meal. It's just satisfying for everybody to they get to watch it, and and for the actors to do it. Satisfying in that, in that they get that information. They they really find out a piece a piece, a piece of the puzzle.
2: Yeah, I love the whole switch. You know, making it making Cain into more of a, you know, he was a more better guy than we thought he was. I like I like
3: that. Yeah. You know, Definitely.
2: Um, at Maggie G wants to know from the supernatural episodes you watched. Did you watch any of the funny episodes?
3: Well yeah, I mean there was uh, like I said, there was um Mystery Spot. Um much of the stuff with uh with Richard's funny fish. Did, did um, you
2: watch the Changing Channels? Changing channels? Oh, Changing Channels change? was
3: fantastic. I loved Changing Channels. I really loved it. I mm. really loved that one. Um, I, just, I just, even the opening titles just made me laugh, and I, I think I watched <laughs> that one. I think I re-ran those a couple of times. And again, that's mm-hmm. where I was just like, I, you fall in love with You're like these guys. They're, the fact that they're doing this and just allowing themselves to have fun, is so endearing and just so entertaining for everyone. And everyone gets in on the joke and it's it's just inclusive and I love that.
2: And they allowed the
1: writers to do an episode where they
3: played a version of themselves
1: and Yeah. Like, there's a definite there's a definite humility involved in that, so
0: Yeah. Yeah. They
1: had, they had a good amount of fun with it.
3: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Now I don't And by the way,
3: and let me just also say, I think Kurt Fuller as as uh, you know, a I guess I always figure his character's pretty ambiguous of good or evil, or um, he's Nefariah? so funny. Yeah, Nefariah? I mean,
0: yeah.
3: i th- I thought his performance over because I think I watched all his episodes. Um, was just wonderful and so layered, and and he's so funny. He's so funny, and yet. He's he's he is a dark man as well, and just he just had a great balance.
1: His his is one of my his character Zachary is one of my favorites because, like you said, it's so layered. And it's not that he's a good guy; it's not that he's a bad guy. He just yeah has his own mission.
3: Yeah, yeah. Kurt's really one of my favorite actors. I mean, he, I mean he's a good friend, but I could watch him do anything. Mm-hmm.
2: And Zechariah couldn't be any more different than Woody, you know. He was this completely opposite type of character. Well, that's
3: because that's he's such a great actor. I mean, Kurt, if you're listening, you owe me lunch. <laughs>
2: <laughs> now, um, it had. I don't know if you're if you know or anything, but is there any word if Psych is coming back for another season? Cause,
3: I do um, not know. Actually they they've not told us what's happening yet, so uh, new. We're we're
1: the content yes no is very emotional.
3: Yes. Yes. This has been a great this I gotta say season eight is uh, I think the best thing we've ever done. Even though there were less episodes, it's it's it, we pulled out all the stops.
1: I think sometimes when shows have a compacted season, the pace the way the pace alters it, you do get uh, the, the really good quality out of it.
3: Very often, yeah, yeah.
2: And like I was telling Susan um, before the podcast started, psych is my happy place. You know, that's the yeah. show I mm-hmm. go to. Mm-hmm. That, that's my happy place. It's like, oh, you, it has to stay on forever. You know, it can never
3: go right. away. <laughs> well, I'm glad to help you get to your happy place. I appreciate that. <laughs>
1: So, well, did you guys your, have any more questions? Uh, there's one that came in that's going to hit right at us, your your time to go, but uh, at Ms. Angormele wants to know what you want to see in Kane coming back. What do you want for Kane?
3: I want to see, and I've already pitched this to Robbie, believe me, I want to see more of what Kane used to be. I would love to see some flashback stuff to see really what that chaos was that he brought. That, I mean, I, just, I, just, I wish there was more of the flashback stuff in this episode. Um, and I just think that would be really cool to see more of who he... We see what he is now. We know what he is now. But we know sort of the, the turn that he's made emotionally in his life. I would love to see it back before he made that turn. But that's just me.
1: I think that'd be good, because oh. theoretically, when he, call, when he comes back, it's going to be because he's called Dean to kill him, so to yeah. have a swan song type of episode for him would make sense from a storytelling perspective, so
0: I hope, I hope,
1: Robbie, I hope Robbie listens to you.
3: Send, us a, mm-hmm. send a copy of this to Robbie, or just write that down. Put that in <laughs> an email and send it to Robbie.
0: Sounds good. Sounds good. Everybody. Hey, what anyway, I'm just, just going to write email. it down.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to write it down words either reckoning swan song backstory just <laughs> hashtag back hashtag came backstory that's what we do hashtag yeah, came yeah. back
1: trend it everybody trend it
3: thank
0: <laughs> you
1: <laughs> all right well i know you have to get your daughter um you said for a, a dance title?
3: Yes, no, it's, it's it's a school dance, so I'm
0: ah school dance,
3: school. ah. So you would think that uh, Kane would keep the kids from running when he yells at them, but we'll see.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: no running in the gym, or I will smite you.
2: There you go. Are you,
1: are you going to, to chaperone with the beard? Are you, are you
3: chaperoning with the beard on? Uh, no, I get Oh yeah, oh of course. No, the beard's not off. The beard's not off when someone pays me to take it off.
0: <laughs>
3: you think I'm kidding no that's no I'm, that's I'm laughing rule. clearly
0: you're not yeah, I will
3: if you if you pay me to to shave it I will shave it and I'll cut my hair when you cut it on set that's pretty much my new rule right now I just spend my hair time
0: hmm. I just
3: like to see how long hang, how long I can get my hair and beard before psych starts or before my wife kicks me out of the house
0: so the in order
1: others? to Which be groomed first? but yeah. in order yeah,
3: to be with- groom, you must be paid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, granted, There's some there's some grooming, there's some grooming going on. I'm not, you know, it got a little. There was, the last hiatus, I went full hobo for a couple of weeks, full on hobo, just to see how much I could get away with. Literally before my wife served me with divorce papers, and so I did. I eventually, I've, I've kept it a little tighter, but. Good mm-hmm. all
2: right we've already, got, we've already got people by the way tweeting hashtag Cane backstory. so
3: <laughs>
2: <interesting>. <laughs>
3: i love it i love it i love it mm-hmm. all right everybody. well listen thank you for uh thank you for your great questions and thank you for watching and uh cane girls is that it is that what they're called cane, cane, girls?
2: Girls. cane girls cane girls
3: thank you for for being there um mm-hmm. that's that's Awfully nice of you. And uh, and ladies, thanks for asking me to be on your show.
2: Thank you very much.
3: Thank you so much. It was a, had it was a great treat. time. And uh, you're I'm going to go yell at kids Well, thank you very much. Hopefully, uh, hopefully uh, after an eventful convention um, where uh, one of us fights to the death on stage, or uh, I do another episode. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> good night, ladies. Thank you. Good, good night, much. Twitter thank, so good good
0: night. thank
1: you
2: very Bye-bye. much. So Now, those listening, don't go away. We're going to talk about the episode now between the three of us, so keep listening. And and we will take callers now.
0: Yes, Yes. if you want to call in.
1: If you want to
0: uh,
1: call in, the number is 347-205-9801. And I did notice our, our earlier caller, popping in every now and then. So if you if you have a question or a comment, please. Um, Tim was great. I
2: enjoyed that so much.
1: Oh, yeah. That was yeah. fun. He's a, he's a big personality, you know. I, I love that, you know. just and you and need somebody over... strong like that to be Kane. hmm and over the years it, it, we've known who he knows from the show but to hear him say it all at once it was like mm. that is such a small small world. Mm. Yes. Um this this going to turn into one of those things where there will be no more 6 degrees of Kevin Bacon, it's going to be 6 degrees of supernatural. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I hmm Degrees of Richard Spate Maybe <laughs> <Must be something. laughs> There is that There is definitely <laughs> that <laughs> he is, uh, He's out there <laughs> um, Our our caller has indeed returned So I would like to put them on um, Yes yeah. They've truly persevered
4: uh...
1: Hello caller This is Winchester Radio Yes hello
4: how are you guys doing tonight
1: Hello good
4: Um just wondering what do you think do you think Kevin's gonna come back into the picture or not Kevin
1: yeah, um, uh well, it's supernatural, so nobody seems to stay gone forever i i I am relatively sure he's dead. they did uh, Dane gave him a hunter's funeral um,
4: well, I mean, Dean the he really been to help I mean. So. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's right. I would not, I would not uh, take it off the table for sure. Um,
4: so what we about may see Bobby? him someday. Think, we'll see Bobby again.
2: Well, Bobby, oh, I hope so. Yeah,
4: I sure hope if, so.
1: <laughs> if, if the show ends up uh, going back to heaven at any point, I think with the storyline this season. Yeah. There's a chance we could see Bobby. I think his soul went there. So, yeah, it would be a good opportunity. We could get quite the reunion if it goes back to heaven. If it goes through, you know, we could see a lot of familiar faces. Yeah. Yes. I'm,
2: so, I'm sure. still pushing for the theory I
0: that Kevin sure so. and just, Bobby
2: and all of them are going to fight Metatron from heaven. That's the theory
4: I want yeah. to I I, I've seen uh, that theory.
2: And I'm, I'm not a fan of it. I've seen that
1: theory kind of batted around, and I'm oddly not a fan of it.
4: I think is definitely the, um, I would consider him the almost the Antichrist. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I mean, wouldn't
0: I'm, she? Uh, I was, yeah,
4: I guess you? Yeah. I mean, you know. It's pretty I crazy. actually,
1: <laughs> I have a theory about how this season is going to finish, and I think Firstborn, Kane, just told us exactly what's going to happen.
4: <laughs> I'll tell you <laughs> and, what, and, Kane, he, he, that character and impressed me. I was like, wow. Like, mm-hmm. it was impressive. Last episode was amazing.
1: It was really, um, I think I said last week, the first half of the season, I really had kind of a malaise about. And these last two episodes have really brought me back
4: into being passionate yeah, like, mm-hmm. like, like the last like the first part of this season, I was kind of falling off of it, but mm-hmm. then' just not. but now it's like, okay, they're getting back into their. Yeah,
0: I their
4: was mood. enjoying
1: aspects. I was enjoying aspects of episodes. I was enjoying episodes on an individual basis, but I wasn't really engaged in the storyline, and I
4: finally feel like I am.
0: I agree.
4: Mm-hmm. Over there's so, we well, already know there's gonna be a season ten. Do you think there's gonna be a season eleven or twelve or not?
2: Well we haven't gotten official word on season ten yet. Kim Michael's tweeted that it's not been it's not been officially you know, nothing has been said officially, so we've still mm-hmm. gotta keep our feet on that. I know
4: mean, I,
2: I thought,
4: thought it was official. I thought um I thought season ten was official. Well, it was
1: Variety printed them, they did that little story. And at the end, they said, "Oh, Supernatural has been renewed for a tenth season." And I think it was. I I think they might be assuming based on TCA Press, and Mm you know, the boys are signed on. So, if the network Mm -hmm. picks it up, they're already on board and have been for a few years now. For. To go to season hey. ten, so
2: that's Ooh.
4: already done.
2: But, Ooh, yeah, I really don't see CW not renewing them. I mean, the, the, yeah, the ratings no. are I great. I
4: don't see CW like not renewing that show. There's, there's no way, there's no way. Plus,
2: like, <laughs> Mark Mark Pedowitz, the president of CW, you know, he said Supernatural is his favorite show, and that he, you know, so there we go. We've got him in our pocket, so we're we're good. <laughs>
4: It's
0: yeah,
4: a nice change. <laughs> yep, yeah, just wanted to call in. It's the first time I ever called in, and uh, oh,
1: thank
4: you,
1: thank you for yeah, not I
4: giving up. say again. Sorry.
1: I said thanks for not giving up. You I I tried to call
4: a couple times. Oh, yeah. Time, so oh, uh, you can't. You, oh, you can't give up. <laughs> <laughs> Thank all you right, so well, much, Paul. You, you
2: guys have a good evening, right? Thank you. Thank you. You too. Thank you. You too. All right. All right. Bye. Bye. bye I just have to mention that Tim just tweeted a few minutes ago to Robbie Thompson, hashtag Kane backstory. That is all. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm>, I yeah. <laughs> oh, he's a hoot. <laughs> um, we we talked a lot about the you know the Kane story while we well we had Tim on. Um. You all want to talk about the Castiel Sam scene. Those were some great scenes. Yes. Um, I do you have
1: to say on a very on a on a note of levity and glibness? I have eaten almost nothing but peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for days.
3: I'm I not a peanut.
1: Right
2: before the podcast, <laughs> I
1: I'm not a white I'm not, I'm not a white bread eater because it's just not something I enjoy. I like really like grainy odie bread. I was like, no, mm-hmm. I need white, I need the cheapest of whitest breads now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, well, it's yeah.
1: funny because I I, I always love peanut butter and jelly, but I I usually put it on some kind of whole wheat or or whatever. But I uh, I've had, I had food poisoning last week, and as I'm getting better towards eating more complicated foods, I've been living on. Peanut butter and jelly sandwiches almost every day <laughs> and and i and i and I was making it uh yes, actually, it was yesterday morning, and I was making it and i I finally like took a good look at the jelly jar, and I was very unsettled to find out I'd been
2: eating jam. <laughs>
1: I have had more in-depth conversations with people about jam in the past couple days than ever in my life <laughs> because i would always just taken it for granted that people ate peanut butter and jelly and jam mm-hmm. has its place in the world, but it's not in a sandwich. And so the mm-hmm. idea that someone even contemplate jam in a sandwich, especially a peanut butter and- jam salad. It just blew my mind and I've had multiple in-depth conversations with people about jam. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't, never before has Supernatural affected my eating habits because I'm not one of those people, I don't like pie relief, I don't care about pie. Um, Yeah, so this is the first time I'm like, you know, gotta have what they're eating. (laughs) So, but yeah. but it it was it was very um yeah, I feel like classic Robbie Thompson to take something that's seemingly simplistic and make something very you know worldly mm-hmm. and deep out of it. Mhm.
2: That was the most we've ever had gotten of Sam and Castiel together, and it I I just thought it was just great finally to see them together. And and I feel
1: like the the most we've ever gotten out of Castiel in general, ever.
2: Yes. And when he, the, when he made the comparison between him and Sam, and how he, you know when he said nobody has you know screwed up more than you and mm-hmm. than, than I, and than me, and I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm glad the show's finally making that comparison. Well, yeah, um, it was so nice. Our to friend see them together. Our friend Clarissa. Yeah, our
1: friend Clarissa. She wrote an article a couple of years ago about that. And I remember reading and going, yes, somebody understands me finally. <laughs> and a lot of people were like, no, you're wrong. I was like, no, she's very, very right. And so, mm-hmm. yes, mm-hmm. This, this was very much a thank you, I knew she was right, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, I loved it. I love the. It's funny because you know usually we sort of fans, some fans, uh, uh, complain that Sam and Dean aren't together, aren't together, and now of course they're split up. But in this particular episode. The fact that that Sam and Cass were together and Crowley and Dean were together, I actually did not miss Sam and Dean together at all in this episode. And they were such great pairings and such, uh, uh, the conversations that Cass and Sam had were so necessary and important. And Crowley and Dean were just fun, (laughs) you know, so yeah, I I love that they did that, and it could have been a could have been a disaster, but Robbie handled everything really great. Yeah, it was a a very good balance of humor and depth, which, as I said, is something Robbie's just really good at. Mm. Um. I have to give Sam the line that broke my heart through the night when uh, uh, Cass is trying to extract the grace at first, and he doesn't want to. And Sam says, you know, I, uh, before that, you know, when you're when, being a human is about settling your debt. And so he's trying to get the grace out, and he wants to stop. And Sam says, please, please help me do one thing right. And I was like, oh, Sam. You know, it's just... Yeah. It's, there was a, that, that one and the line, you know, my life isn't worth and is not worth more than yours or Dean's or Kevin's. Yeah. Yeah, that was another killer one. Yeah. When, when he
2: when he said the when he said the part about help me to do one thing right. Yeah, that just broke me. It mm-hmm. just broke because yeah. for us as viewers,
1: we don't but well, I don't at least. Um I feel like Sam has settled his debts, but the fact that he mm-hmm. still doesn't feel like he has. Right. After, you know, being in the cage with Lucifer and Michael, he still feels like he, his debts are unsettled.
0: hmm
1: Yeah. I mean, and apparently it's... Dean doesn't have the corner on, on guilt. <laughs> For sure. I will say I'm perplexed and a bit disturbed at the overt suicidal tendencies of Sam, because we had him, you know, like Castile says, you chose, you chose your, you chose to live, and you chose being. And then earlier this season, in episode two, we have Sam saying that he's he's fine, he's happy, he's finally in a good place. And now again, he's back to. I'm ready to die and it's almost like I want to die Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and I don't, I don't quite understand it. Well, this this volley back and forth between. Yeah. Well, I think it's just everything he's, he's been through and that he didn't even know he was going through until, and I think it's all overwhelming. It's still pretty soon. I think he needs to sort it out. I think he needs to sort things out with Dean. It's a it's a lot.
2: Um, I, I have to say I, that when when Dean took the mark of Cain on mm-hmm. his arm and then everything like we were talking about with Sam and how he's feeling and what he's going through right now and everything Dean is going through right now with all of his guilt and then taking that mark of Cain, it did not give me a good feeling. Uh, yeah. There's no... Well, but there are
1: distinct differences between what Kane went through versus what Dean went through, where Dean has already... uh, Dean's already given up his soul for Sam, and he now has his soul back. So he's not going to be in the exact same place as Kane, I don't think for that particular reason. I do think it is going to get to a point where something darker is going to take over Dean, and it is going to come to a point where Sam's going to have to be the one to pull him back from that, which I, for one, am really 100%
2: behind scene. hmm Yeah,
0: that that
2: I have, would be a great great storyline. I agree. I, because uh, I, I... Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I would
1: love to see Dean go through something like what Sam's been through in the trials and then have Sam there for Dean, you know, and do, do that right. You know, like you said, he makes the wrong decisions, isn't always there. So he could be there, you know, he could make that decision. It'd be another chance. I also have kind of a theory for where we're headed and maybe a cliffhanger and I could be completely wrong, but it's, and Cain telling the story about how he got the mark of Lucifer. And he said he had to send Abel to heaven, and then he went to hell. And I thought, if Dean has to send Sam to heaven, um, and then as a result, he goes to hell to fight Abaddon. Oh, um,
0: interesting. I thought...
1: I was thinking about that because um, I was having a conversation about <laughs> who deserves to kill who kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. like, like, who who is owed this kill? And um, I came down on the side of, I believe that uh, Sam, Sam is owed the kill of the drill, even though, like, right now that's who... Dean says that he, that's who he's on a mission to kill. That's why he left. Mm-hmm. But I think that should be Sam's kill. And I yeah. feel like, I feel like Abaddon should be Dean's kill.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But I feel like Metatron should be Castiel's kill.
0: hmm Well, we I,
1: have Yeah.
2: I agree, but so, right.
1: Now, I will say I keep forgetting about the fact that Bartholomew exists, so, you know, who knows? I don't know how he's going to factor it at all, because I literally keep forgetting that he exists.
0: Mm.
2: I, I really wonder if we will see him again, because I forget exactly what it was. I saw where the actor got a role on another TV show. Um, so, you know, I'm not sure if we'll... A wonderful Seaborn on you again.
0: hmm
2: And I keep thinking
1: about once th- the once the the twist of Cain and Abel was revealed for the lore of supernatural, I kept thinking about the scene uh, at the beginning of Hunted, which carries over from the end of Croatoan. So I've been thinking about Croatoan a lot lately, um, but. The fact that what Dean says is, and it's just a continuous, reoccurring thing is, he says, Dad said if I, I had to, um, that I had to save you, that nothing else mattered. And if I couldn't save you, then I have to kill you. And it's just, once again, we see a parallel again. You know, we're bringing up King and mm. Abel again. We've already had the reference to King and Abel, but we're bringing it up again. And you know, the twist on this was in order to save Abel's soul, Cain killed him. Mm. So, we shall see.
0: Yes.
2: I, I, I like, was surprised. I kept expecting them to mention because, you know, in which episode, it when they went back in time, um, Anna and Uriel um Anyways, um, there was this where, you know, Michael basically told them, you know, that they were related to Cain and Abel. They were Mm descended from Abel. Well, but then Mm -hmm. if you are of
1: a biblical belief, we all are, so. True. True. Very true.
2: But I I kind of expected, you know, when um, Cain was saying, you know, that he felt a connection to Dean, I Mm -hmm. expected them to bring that up somewhere.
1: Um, I don't know, did this can like you know, you can interpret that different ways. Does Cain mean he feels that that direct literal connection? Or is it because of who Dean became in his time in hell that he feels a kinship with Dean? That, you know, you were this this noble man, you know, you did this thing and then you went to hell for your brother and you became this you know, you became Alistair's apprentice.
2: Right, so. yeah.
1: I'm curious to see which way they take that. I feel a connection to you, which, which way they go with that.
2: And Sue Nash 19, yes, the name of the episode I was talking about was The Song Remains the Same. Thank you, Sue. <laughs> and for some reason, I always forget the name of that episode. I, I do too, I keep wanting, I was I, like, I knew it had something to do with a song, but I couldn't remember, you and yeah. it's like the third yeah. time I've had to think
1: about that this week, I'm like, you know, the one, with it, the, the, and they're not together in it again, you know.
2: Or <laughs> Michael kills Anna, yeah. So, yeah. This was
0: we just, such... We can just call it... Epi- remember
2: that episode that
1: Matt Cohen was amazing? That one.
2: That one. Where he goes... <laughs> that one. That's the one. <laughs> oh, there was just so many good things in this episode. It's just hard mm-hmm. to, to talk about them all. It was just such an epic, epic episode. It Another was actually
1: cool. overwhelming in a good way. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. hmm no no wasted scene you know no the pace the pace was was you know hit the ground running yes
2: yeah and and i loved the battle of the facial hair that was going on between everybody in the <laughs> and episode i, <laughs> I <facial know. laughs> hair in this episode like i
1: <laughs> cuz we're not used to seeing especially sam with facial hair you know it happens occasionally test castillo Dean's always had a little bit of 5 o'clock from the beginning. But um, everybody had a a really good amount of scruff
0: in this episode. Mm
1: -hmm. And I'm curious because when um, when Jordan (laughs) Jensen attended the Critics' Choice Awards last week, they had just come from filming, and they both had a lot of scruff going on. So... I'm assuming that the, fish, the angsty facial hair is a continuing theme. Mm. And I'm a big fan of the angsty facial hair.
2: Hi, Benny. Um, Benny, you're a, a time zone behind me, and so I, I, during the episode, I try not to text you with spoilers, but I just had to text you and say, Dean pretty much has a full-on beard in this episode. (laughs) (laughs) And I went
0: to
1: bed bed sick the night the episode aired. I didn't watch it until the morning because I was just really, really sick. And um, the next morning when I got up to watch it, I was like, I'm going to watch the episode finally. Already thoroughly spoiled for PB&Js and the ginger beard.
0: I know. (laughs) I already know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But, um. I did really kind of going back to to Dean. I really this going to sound so disturbing. I really relished seeing Dean just go full on badass again, mm-hmm. because it's one of the things you know I've complained about in the past is when Sam and or Dean are just n- nearly incompetent and. So, to see him just go back to the hand to hand that we're we're used to seeing and mm. see him implement basically everything that John taught him, you know that's the kind of fighting that John taught him, and we know this because that's the kind of that's the kind of hand to hand combat he brings in the pilot and that's the kind that's what Sam retaliates with in the pilot so we know that John's where they learn that so that kind Mm -hmm. of bare bones basic back to your roots kind of thing I I thoroughly enjoyed seeing
2: yeah I loved him using the towel you know using the pan yeah Yeah.
1: just real real
2: fighting it it was great and And speaking of Dawn Speaking of John, I love them bringing out the journal again. I always love when they bring out John's journal. And going to one of John's storage lockers. These yeah. storage lockers Now, are, but who is paying for these storage lockers? That
1: drives me. I'm one of those people who has the, like... And I blame my mother for it because she does this, and so it's rubbed off on me. Like, she's one of those people who watches, like, a food fight scene, and she's just in the back of her head thinking but who cleaned it up? And she doesn't mean like, yeah. oh, you know, the crew came in and cleaned it up. She's like, but in the world of that of that show or movie, who cleaned up this mess kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I have those same kind of reactions. To you. I'm like, that's great that you have a storage locker that nobody's paid for for nine years. Okay, sure. <laughs> Full of really creepy artifacts.
0: Uh-huh. Can you imagine, but I bet like I mean, to
1: anybody else, in that storage locker can't walk by the door. You know, it's probably no. just radiating, well, you know. Yeah, what's that show where they go in and, like, crack open a storage locker and see if there's anything of value in it? Cool. That storage <laughs> Storage
0: locker. Yes. It's <laughs> like, you can't even do yeah. the storage oh. <laughs>
1: an the locker. And even if you did, yeah, you'd just be cursed and die. Um,
0: I, I do, laugh, I do want to talk
1: about, seven. yeah. I do want to talk about a really fun character that we got to see for a couple reasons I want to talk about her. Uh, Tara, the pawn shop uh, owner,
0: who was,
1: who, who was based off of Tara Larson, uh, who we adore, um, but also is a really
2: good character.
0: Uh, yeah.
2: Oh, my God, she had the best arms. Oh, Jeez, Dude. <laughs> yeah,
1: like those were Angela those were Angela Bassett level arms.
2: Yes. She was yeah. badass. Yeah. But, oh I'm God, sorry she didn't say, make it, damn it. Yeah. The fact is when she shot the floor to break the um double strap, I'm like what? You, that just destroys the floor. <laughs> no, <I know. laughs> Why did not she just take a knife and scrape <laughs> and
1: it?
0: I did not understand that at all. <laughs> I know.
2: And that was the one gripe my husband had when watching it today. It was like, you just destroyed your floor. <laughs> that was
1: not my... Well, I had that gripe. Here was my other gripe, and Lord love you, Robbie Thompson, because clearly I do, but <laughs> this is just the arrogance of Supernatural in general. The map that they pull out to scry for the first blade, it's not even a world map. They've already decided, no, no, this map will only be the United States. Let's just (laughs) pull out the U.S. map. No, we're looking for the first blade ever, and Africa, Israel,
0: nah, it's going to be the U.S.
2: and in the lower
0: 48. Of course. (laughs) Yes. I uh, like, oh, I will never not see
1: bananas the same when the maps burn. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. uh <laughs> Yeah, but uh, there's a couple things about about Tara shooting her or the double's trap to to block it, and I'm like, you know, it's a great effect and it disturbed being a little bit and everything, but it would have been a lot easier to just scrape it, and then it would have been a lot easier to.
2: Fix it first thing. Mm-hmm.
1: Because, she, may not have you know, been, she
2: may not have been <laughs> killed if she hadn't have shot the floor. <laughs> yeah. So like yep. oh, Yeah. And and another
1: issue I I have that I don't know it may or may or not be an issue. Maybe you can explain it. But Abaddon in John's journal, and then she was such a surprise to Sam and Dean when she shows up. Of <laughs> letters like. Uh yeah, really? it's not. But not what? only that, considering that if John had researched Abaddon, wouldn't he have figured out the mental letters?
0: Therefore, yes. have figured
2: out his own legacy. What yes. but was was she specifically named? I, I just thought they yeah. were talking about a knight of hell. I didn't know if they. I don't remember if they specifically named her. Well, if but even if he didn't name
1: her in the journal, my point still stands. John was aware of her. I, I'm pretty sure they deemed, when he's reading the journal with Crowley, he says Abaddon. Uh-huh. Because I sat up and went, "Wait a minute! It her She's That I would have to, to go him. back and verify.
2: Yeah, yeah. I I have to go back yeah. And watch that. I I, already, I, I think so, a, so. I mean, little little yeah.
0: Um well, I, I, I I
2: have to say, probably I thought the cutest ethically crazy, wonderful, dramatic episode, there was one scene I thought was extremely cute was when mm-hmm. Sam says that he's um he'll be you know he mentions the guinea pig, and <laughs> Cassie looks at him there's a guinea pig Where? You know, where. <laughs> You, I have like, really? have this guinea pig. I have to have this I now. <laughs> yeah, I rewound
1: that more times mm-hmm. than I'm willing to admit, because it's not just the, yeah. it's the delivery that, that Misha gives a, Where? <laughs> yeah,
0: like, 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 no way, show like, me. <laughs> yeah, it's like,
1: You've n-uh. been holding out on me this whole time. <laughs> like,
2: get this I angel, know. a guinea pig. He wants one really bad. Get him a guinea pig. <laughs> I know.
1: I know. And I never was... think of guinea pigs. Without thinking of Big Bang Theory, which is, you know, it doesn't stand a snowball's chance in a cat scanner. <laughs> oh yes.
2: Shall no, but my other theme, my thing. Other favorite was
1: my other favorite was. Can I ask you a question? Well, technically, you did it. Can I ask another yeah. question? Well, technically, you did it. Oh I Because it was <laughs>
2: such. A, it's one of those things
1: where we very rarely anymore get to see Sam with a little brother persona anymore.
2: Yeah. Right,
1: Very cute. right. And the kid, you know, and just kin- him sticking his finger in Castiel's sandwich, like that's you, who does that? Yep. <laughs> like, does yeah, you stick your finger in my sandwich. Yeah, and, then, and then Cast looks like, hey, because <laughs> you know, then <laughs> sticks his like finger in finger it too. And I'm like, oh, i <laughs> like, why are we, why yeah. are we all poking the sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> and another cutest moment ever was Sam hugging Cass. Uh, the hug was so good because we've never we've seen we've never seen a hug that Cass is involved in that's reciprocal in any way. Like we've seen Dean hug Cass and Cass just stand there like, uh, okay. And we've seen crazy Cass hug both the boys and them stand there like, You're crazy. This is the and first there, reciprocal
0: hug.
2: And there was the episode where um Sam got his um, stole back, and Castiel shows up and he goes to hug Sam, and Sam just sits And back. Sam turns him <laughs>
0: down.
2: <laughs> yeah, so when Dean hugs Cast in purgatory,
1: you know, like, you know, man, I'm glad to see you. Cast didn't hug back? I thought he no, didn't. he just stands there. He just stands there. I thought he I could don't have, think... I'm so funny. I, I, I love the delivery of, this is the part you hug back. <laughs> you <know? laughs> And then yeah, so. I was like, Oh, yes! I'm like there you go. Okay, <laughs> you know you're getting this. <laughs> it just cracked me up. I rewound it and watched it a bunch of times. <laughs> I, I well, and, and it's a good hug because it's it's just a good hug, and then you get the sound pulling away and doing that that next max thing that I love when when people uh, when mm-hmm. guys on TV do, especially when they have ginormous hands. Yeah. I love when like I love that level of bro hug. I don't know why. Yeah, it just adds too. the like, sincerity. hmm Yeah, and it's kind of like I'm... Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm right. protective of you. Abaddon is in the journal. It is Abaddon in the journal. Yeah. Because okay. Dean yeah. reads it, and he reads Abaddon. Because I kind of sat up and noticed. Um, I love I that. I can't really tell of, if it's actually part of the writing, but he does. when he, As he's reading, he says Abaddon. I love when... Sam, Pat's cast on sort of the side of the neck, kind of just a couple of pat pat. You know, I I, I love that. To me, and I was watching the two of them, I was watching Jared and Misha, along with Sam and Kat. And Mm -hmm. it's a little bit, you know, just the expressions they changed. You can kind of see maybe Misha giving... Jared a, a look right after the yeah, there, hugs, was he gives of Misha, there was a little bit of Misha Bleed because I looked for it too
0: because they don't yeah, really get it, to have
1: they don't get to have many scenes together um, mm-hmm. I kind of think that, that's really just them having conversations that aren't antagonistic Although, mm-hmm. I will say some of my favorite scenes, like, I love, I can't remember the name of the episode right now, but when Sam tells Castiel that he will find a way to kill him, and Cast turns out and tells him, oh, will you, boy. Oh, yeah. Mm. That's just something I really dig a lot. And I don't care what that says about me, but I really dig it a lot. <laughs> um, well, and in um, 99 Problems, when when. Cass is drunk and they have those moments but this one mm-hmm. was this was so different that I was actually looking for I was looking for any differences and I, I was a little bleed there, just a little. Yeah and I I think it's a little bit like, like Sam's sort of like protective of Cass, even though Cass mm-hmm. can pretty mm-hmm. much take care of himself he was doing that and then I also saw a little bit of the same when Cass is extracting the grace, and he's got his hand on Sam's head, and sometimes mm-hmm. he's just holding it. But then there's sometimes where it's almost like a comforting or Comfort. an affectionate stroke, you know, or touch of his hair, and it was it was very nice. Again, maybe a little bit of Nisha, sort of like. He's he's a father. He's been a dad longer than either Jensen or Jared. Maybe it's a little bit of a fatherly feeling. I do think I do enjoying it. I don't know if it was I don't know if it was in the direction of the script or if it was a, uh, an acting choice by Nisha, but I do think part of it was because of uh, as a build up to the speech he gives about how he's how he's changed.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um,
1: I will say I have a slight continuity issue with his, with his speech only in that in the past we've had Castiel's discussions hand waved by others as saying, well that's always been his problem, he has too much heart, and then we have him in this point saying, yeah I used to never really care. And yet we have years of him clearly caring about things, and it's just weird to make it seem that, like, this brief time he had as a human actually gave him feelings. I don't know. I don't, I don't know how to exactly read that.
2: I, I get why I, it was done. I just thought it was a little weird. The way I saw it was, he thought he, he cared before, but now he understands more. You know. You know what I'm saying? He thought that what he how, what he was doing and feeling and everything back before he was human was the right thing, and now that he since he has been human, he realizes that he was wrong. Are you still there mhm oh okay, it got weird sounding on me I was not sure. Oh. Is Benny still
0: there? Uh,
1: no, no. Benny, are you back? Yeah, that was weird. Um, oh, okay. But sure. it didn't
0: make yeah. me realize that like we a... only yeah
1: it didn't make realize that we only have about five minutes of the live show yeah. left. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've been watching. Yeah, I did want to mention real quick. On Sunday, we will be doing um our supernatural binge, our SPM binge with um, at TV binges. And we will be watching a selection of episodes um, starting at – I just blanked on what time. Sorry, I had it all pulled up, and then whatever happened with my phone also closed all the tabs on my computer. I don't even know what that was. I guess it was like a surge of some kind. Um, We're starting at 11 Central Standard Time, I believe. Um, We'll be tweeting a link to it. Uh, We'll be watching seven episodes. And it will be fun. We're kind of going to be exploring what makes Sam Sam and what makes Dean Dean. And the episodes that we chose really highlight the brothers individually and as a unit.
2: You can follow along with the Twitter. Watch them live and follow along and tweet with Supernatural SPN Binges. Hashtag SPN Binge. It will be a lot of fun. Yeah, very cool. Um, While we're still on air, I just want to say uh,
1: another big thank you to our amazing guest this evening, Tim Amundsen, who played Kane. He was such a treat. I hope you all enjoyed. We had a great time listening to him and his stories. Um, Another fantastic guest in our podcast. We have lots of others. Um, please check us out, uh, blogtalkradio.com slash media boulevard. You can search for the old ones by uh, searching Winchester Radio, also blogtalkradio.com. There's now a dedicated page at com with all our podcast links collected in one place. Lots of sick interviews in there. Actually, it's all the interview links, I believe. And, and I want to
2: give a... Real quick shout out to Jim Beaver for helping us make this podcast happen tonight. He's the one who got us in connection yes. with Tim. So thank you, Jim Beaver. You rock. We love you.
1: Yep. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Um, you can find podcast stuff on again on our website, Com. There's always a link, a current link on the right side of the page. Follow us on Twitter. And uh, friend us on Facebook at Winchester Bros, all uh, podcast information, along with all the supernatural news uh, you can possibly want about show, actors, cast, crew, everything. Um, You can download us and subscribe through iTunes. Uh, We appreciate you for listening. Thanks for all the great questions we got, too. Uh, Everybody out there on Twitter, passing them on. And... Anything else business size? You have to mention?
2: Sure. Um, there's, a, there's, a great, there's a great shirt for, sh- for sale for a few more hours today from Other Tees. Um, we have it linked on our website. It's um, Sam and Dean on the front. It says Brothers and then Hunters. It's a great shirt. So go to our website, check it out. There's a link where you can order it. And also we have an exclusive discount code and a contest to, that you can um, maybe possibly win a free T-shirt. So check that out. Hey, someone, someone may as well win it. I
0: can't. Okay, right? <laughs> right. We
2: can't win it, so go win it for us. <laughs> yes. We can live vicariously through you. <laughs>
0: yes.
1: Okay.
2: Well, back to well, first I'm form. gonna go
1: eat. Well, I'm gonna go eat something that's not a peanut butter and jelly sandwich for once. Okay. Um. <laughs> If y'all want to keep talking, feel free. But I am going to depart. Um, okay, Benny.
0: Well? We'll, we'll do you
2: this see again next on
1: week. Twitter. Yep. <laughs> be on Twitter. See <laughs> you on the supernatural binge on Sunday. <laughs>
2: yeah. Good night, everyone. Good night, Benny. Um. While Vinny's gone, I did want to mention how great the ratings were this week. Yes. Yeah. it in years. Yeah, it's the highest rated um, Supernatural episode since um, Weekend at Bobby's back in 2010. So mm-hmm. very, very good ratings. Yeah, it looks like um,
1: the originals at 8 and Supernatural at 9 seems to be a really great night, great pair I don't think there's much, like, audience fallout. It doesn't seem like there can be. And, um, I, you know, like uh, like our caller said, you know, it's, a, it's not a done deal yet, but 10, season 10 looks pretty good. So maybe we'll find out soon. Early renewals are not unusual and...
2: Well, sometimes. I, would I think
1: I'll wait it once in January, but February, it's possible.
2: I would be extremely shocked
1: if we didn't get a season 10. Yeah. The CW seems very happy. There's lots of press releases and excitement and pointing out how, how um, you
0: know, like a...
1: Supernatural has become like a linchpin, you know, of the CW schedule and how amazing it is in its ninth season. And it is amazing in the ninth season. There's not many shows who
2: no, yeah, who I, I not can't, just I survive,
1: can't, thrive.
2: I can't, I can't even think of any shows that by their ninth season they're getting better. The ratings are going up. I mean, you know, you, you just don't hear that.
1: Yeah, it's, it's rare, but NCIS did it they did well and then it's funny the older they got the more ratings they got but it's definitely an exception to the rule it's an exception to the rule yeah yeah Yeah, i don't i can't think of any others off the top of my head so yep supernatural very proud of you and i'm proud of the supernatural family because we're still here keeping it going
2: and supernatural is the last show that was um from the wb so I think that's huge, you know. WB, a channel that's not been around for a long time, and supernatural, right. you know. So that's on the air from that channel. Mm-hmm. So,
1: anything else about Firstborn? There's, there's so much that went on. I, I have this feeling I'm like I've missed something, you know. I, mean, I know it was, lunch, it was,
2: but the the biggest thing I got out of it was when. Dean accepted that mark from Kane and did mm. not. Let, he would not let Kane explain to him what the price was that he'll have to pay. That yes. I was like, oh, this is not good. This is not good. Yeah. But I
1: was, it's a burden I was, and a price. And yeah, I am thinking, oh, Dean, what did you do? And this is like another deal. And and uh, he just didn't care. He said, you know, you had me, you had me at kill the bitch, you know, and it's just. Went for it, and I also thought, "Oh my God, what is Sam and Cass going to say?" You know, when they when they find out.
2: But, now, but the mark of Cain, the mark of Kane basically made Cain unkillable. So, yes, yeah, I wonder well, if, if that will happen for Dean.
1: Yes, and is it going to change his personality? Mm-hmm.
0: See,
2: yeah, I mean, get really I mean, dark from, like Cain and
1: yeah, but Cain stopped. It's not like it's uncontrollable because Cain had not killed anyone in
2: right forever. Colette, so, because of that, yeah,
1: yeah. So, I think it's possible that he can
2: oh, control I just, it. Oh, I I just remembered another super cute little scene that I completely forgot when. Mm-hmm. Um, cat when Crowley's having uh, Crowley and Dean are sitting there having um tea with Kane and they show a little half second of Crowley drinking his tea with his pinky up. <laughs> <laughs> <That's
0: funny. laughs> i was like, Oh, that is adorable <laughs> The King of Hells drinking his tea with it's his so pinky up. <laughs> yeah. You
1: know, I that that reminds me in that house there's I think there were two stained glass windows with a beehive a bee in the middle and there's an artist I worked with like many many years ago named Judith Schechter who a beehive and bees were very like iconic and her work very symbolic and she did stained glass and I would love to know if that's like oh yeah if that was a house if that was actually her work um, her work's usually very dark and twisted and actually supernatural probably use it almost every episode. That would be one of her milder pieces with just the beehive. But we've
2: got to find um, out somehow. I also had a little bit of trivia about that house. As everyone knows, who's watched it. You know, that house has been used several times um, on Supernatural. It was used in um, Season 2 in Fresh Blood. That was where Lenore lived. It was used in Season season, 3, Opener Magnificent Seven, Um, It's been used in, uh, was it Time After Time? The episode with Kronos, that was where his girlfriend lived. Um, And um, it was also used in the last X-Files movies where Mulder and Scully lived. But the interesting thing was um, I've actually been to that house um, on Russ Hamilton's location tours. Um, I believe it was the second convention they had, and it was during that tour. um, We got to go to that house. And the cool part is if you keep on driving down that driveway – there's a huge field out behind it, and that field behind that house is where they filmed the scene in Swan Song at the end, where the hole to hell is. It's behind that wow. house. Wow. Uh oh. So <laughs> yeah. <a> mouth. <laughs> <laughs> the, <hell>, the whole <laughs> hell is behind the house. <laughs> <laughs> so that, I thought that was pretty interesting.
1: Yeah, it's very cool. Sometimes you just like the way a line is delivered and the way Dean says, let's dance.
2: Yeah, I like it too. Mark on, yeah.
1: Just the way he said it, let's dance.
2: Mm-hmm. I like so, it. Yeah.
1: And how about, how about something we love on here, smart Dean knowing that Crowley was playing him. To get him to yeah. Kane and take on the mark and find mm-hmm. the first blade, yeah, he knew all along, and he didn't didn't let Crowley know that he knew. But that was that was pretty cool, I thought. And of course, Crowley, not afraid of Kane. you know, he was just right playing a role. And <laughs> speaking of Crowley, Tara needing essence of Kraken to finish the, the location
2: spell, and him going, I have a whole warehouse that has them cracked crack yeah. it, and i will be right back, <laughs> which just cracks me up. And, I mean, who can forget the line after he killed the demon, he said, you're good, but I'm Crowley. I mean, that oh, was, yes. was top notch. That was great. Oh, yes. Absolute classic. classic.
1: And now he gets to go search the bottom of the ocean, looking for the first blade.
2: I like the people on Twitter that are asking how's he going to do that because the ocean is salt water. I like that question. Mm Well, I guess he could wear
1: diving suit. Or I wonder if, but, but it wouldn't, like, it wouldn't survive that
2: deep. So it wouldn't survive. I wonder if there's you some know, kind of spell that you could use that would search the ocean. Kind of like a, a witch Google spell or something, you know. <laughs> yeah. Or
1: he'll just send demons out there until they fry and keep looking at yeah. you know yeah. <laughs> minions. Or I don't know, it'd be the opportunity for kind of a funny joke to talk about James Cameron and his all his exploration and say, well he owes me <laughs> you know, <laughs> why you think I can't
2: success, you know. That, send him out there in his funny. little
1: submarine. <laughs>
2: that would be funny. Yeah. And and it was it would was kinda uh, help Balthazar who of course hated the Titanic movie and the song yeah. and Dion. So it would kind of enforce Balthazar's hate and knowing that it was all created because of a demon deal. So <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, at the very end when Crowley's in the car with seen. And he says no one hates you more than you do. I said that last week on the podcast.
0: Yes, I said no you one did. hates me yes, more than Dean.
1: And it was it puts me out to hear it on the episode actually said. Right? Wow. Yeah. But and, and it's true. Sad but true. Oh Dean. Yes. You're you know, you're so worthy. You yeah. know, you are you are special believe it about yourself, you know. And Sam too at this point. You know?
2: (laughs) Right. Hating (laughs) yourselves. I think we've pretty much covered everything.
1: I think we have. Mm. I'm going to go
2: see if any of my company is still here. The house got really quiet, so I'm thinking they're gone. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. That or they're up to something. (laughs) Right, (laughs) Or they're plotting Well, uh, that's it. Fantastic episode. Fantastic guest tonight. Um, We will have another
1: new episode next week. No spoilers, but. uh,
2: The preview for it was pretty spoilery, you know, so I'm wondering. There has to be a twist somewhere. I don't think they would have given that Mm -hmm. out in this preview if there wasn't a twist.
1: Yeah. I am happy to see that character returns. I won't say who, just in case somebody's trying to stay spoiler-free. It'll be interesting to hear what's been going on. And we'll be back with our podcast next week to talk about it.
2: Thank you, everybody, for listening. We really appreciate it. And thanks again to Tim Omidson. You were an awesome, awesome guest. Yep.
1: Thank you. Thanks to Mimi. Thanks to Becky.
2: (laughs) And
1: That'll do it. Good night, everyone. Good night,
2: everybody.